welcome friends, family, near, far, whoever's listening, wherever you are. That rhymed. I did not even ex- expect that it to rhyme. That was excellent. Just an off the cuff. Okay. Uh, hey guys, this is a this is Doable Discipleship, a Saddleback Church podcast designed to help you deepen your faith, or as Linda's going to say. I don't know. What's a fun way to say it today, Linda? <laughs> I don't know. But it is, in fact, the show that helps you grow. I know. It's one of these fun, like, morning recordings right now. So, you know, <laughs> so sometimes, you know, that stuff that doesn't doesn't go as smoothly as, you know, if we were pepped up in the afternoon. But anyway, um, so, friends, my name is Jason. This is Linda. We are on the spiritual growth team at Saddleback Church. We have been doing this series on trust. And um, so we did our first episode, just kind of talking about just the state of trust. How do we navigate the topic, the idea of, of, of trust and trustworthiness? How, and then we did a, an interview with uh, Pastor Tom Holliday, talking about um, why we look to the Bible as truth and, and what that means for us to go back to and base our understanding of truth on scripture. And then we had an interview with uh, Pastor Jason Williams talking about how in the Bible, there are these five trustworthy sayings. It says, this is a trustworthy saying. And kind of what does that mean as, as, as things that we can anchor ourselves to, anchor our decisions around trust to these kind of trustworthy sayings. And then today, we're going to finish up our conversation about trust by talking about how can we... Um, be discerning in terms of what we trust and and then how can we grow a trustworthy character and today's episode is going to be a little bit different than 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 our usual type of conversation because today's is literally just going to be kind of like swimming fully in scripture pretty much everything that we're going to be talking about we're just going to be reading the verses about it and there may be some some conversation around the point or the idea, but it's just going to be like, like an avalanche of scripture today. (laughs) (laughs) So, so this is really going to be a doable episode. It's just going to be, here's what, here is the point. Here's the scripture. These are the things that we are called to be doing or thinking about in our lives. So without further ado, let's kind of get into that a little bit. Let's talk about discernment. How do we, or like, why are we called to be discerning? What does it, what does the Bible say about being discerning and discernment? And in terms, especially mm-hmm. as we're thinking about where we put our trust, where we put our, 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 our energy. Right. right. And um, so I wanted to start with this reminder of discernment that when we're thinking about who to trust what to trust the very the at at the base at the foundational level we should remember to have a fear of the lord a respect mm-hmm. of god respect of god's position god's sovereignty that he is trustworthy above all else mm-hmm. that that even though we can think and make choices around who else we trust first and foremost we need to see god as a trustworthy. We need to put our trust in him. It says in Proverbs 1, 7, fear of the Lord is the foundation of true knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and discipline. So we see that mm-hmm. just at the beginning, 
fear of the Lord should be the foundation of what we see at, as true knowledge. Mm-hmm, and so mm-hmm. that's, that's the starting place. God. Right. And <laughs> starting with God means let's talk with God. So that would be the next thing, right? Proverbs three, five, and six says, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not depend on your own understanding. Seek his will in all you do, and he will show you which path to take. So when we're talking about discernment, learning discernment, it starts with God and it starts with talking to him and asking him and, and seeking his, you know, I think sometimes we tend to try to figure out on our own first. And then it's like, well, I don't know what to do. (sighs) Fine. I'll go ahead and talk to God like as a last Mm -hmm. resort, but that's where we need to start. Right. James 1 5 says, if you need yeah. wisdom, ask our generous God and he will give it to you. He will not rebuke you for asking. So that's where we need to start. Not it shouldn't be our last resort. It should be our first approach. Yeah. So, and it's a good, it's a good reminder that if you're talking anytime it's kind of talking about if you need wisdom or asking for wisdom, that's that's pretty similar to when it says discernment. The, the, right. Oftentimes those two things are 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 used interchangeably sometimes. But it's just it's seeking, you know, it's it, 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 it's it's seeking to have a clear understanding mm-hmm. of of a, a an idea of a person or a thing, whatever it is. Like like that's what it's talking about. So in James, when it says if you need wisdom, you know, you could also say if you need a discernment, if you need right. help with discernment, ask God. So I just love how clear that is. Talk mm-hmm. to God. Ask God. Right? <laughs> Well, and then, you know, we don't exist in a vacuum, right? The Bible is full of the one another's depending on one another and confessing to one another and talking to one another. Well, the Bible also instructs us to depend on one another for wisdom and advice, like go to each other. We're better together. Um, seek wise counsel. Um, Proverbs twelve fifteen says a wise man listens to advice, you know, we're not the only ones that can talk to God, you know, other people around us, the wise people we surround ourselves with, they're talking to Jesus too. Mm -hmm. And so we can go to them for wise counsel. We can, we can get input from the people in our lives. That's why it's so important that we are careful with who we put around us, because if we go to them for counsel, we want to get good advice. Um, Proverbs 13, 10 echoes the same thing with those who take advice is wisdom. So it's it's wise to to get input, not to just operate in a vacuum. Yeah. So so we've talked about kind of three points when we're talking about a little bit about how to be discerning or how to grow a a custom a, a nature of discernment. Right. Mm-hmm. First, we said was fear of the Lord. So start by having your respect in the proper place. Respect God's sovereignty, God's authority, God's position. Second was making sure that you talk with God about it. Right. Don't just go and in, 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 in immediately go to other people. First, talk to God about it, right? Ask for discernment. Ask for wisdom. Mm-hmm. You know, God is generous with that stuff, Scripture tells us. So we can, you know, ask God, help me be discerning over, over what I should trust, over who I should trust, right? And then the third thing what Linda was just sharing with was seek wise counsel. So, so after, start with God. And then you can start going to others who, who, who you have deemed to be trustworthy, who you have discerned to trustworthy to then help you discern something else. Right. So it's, it's, it's the second phase of discernment, if you will. Right. But so it is wise, wise counsel. counsel. Yes, exactly. It, it, has it to is be wise. 
Yes. So, so you have already made the discernment that these people are wise, that you have, that you trust their character and their wisdom. Mm -hmm. And then you are seeking wise counsel from them about something about how to discern something else. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, The fourth point that we wanted to talk about was, was if you, if you are, if there's a situation or whatever it is, and you're trying to be discerning whether or not to move forward with that situation, it's very, scripture is very clear. Do not engage with sin. <laughs> right. Do not engage with sin. It's in try to discern what is pleasing to God. So it says in Ephesians 5, 6 through 10, it says, let no one deceive you with empty words for because of these things, the wrath of God comes upon the sons of disobedience. Therefore, do not become partners with them. For at one time you were darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Walk as children of light, for the fruit of light is found in all that is good and right and true. And try to discern what is pleasing to God. Hmm. So we see that there. It's it's pretty clear. If you are if you are going back and forth and you're trying to discern whether some you know to, to do something or not to do something. You know, it's saying uh, if the thing is sinful, don't do it. Yeah, like it, that's it's pretty. You know, it's it's pretty clear there. But I love at the at the end where it says, "Try to discern what is pleasing to God." Right? Even scripture, even Paul, as he's writing this, knows that it can be it can be hard sometimes. So he's mm-hmm. saying, "Try to discern." You know? Yeah. <laughs> like because because sometimes it can be hard, but. I love that he includes that reminder, like Mm -hmm. don't Mm -hmm. just jump in feet first, first try to discern what is pleasing to God would engaging with this thing. Would this choice be pleasing to God or not? And then and spend time thinking about it and do the steps we talked about earlier. Talk with God, seek wise counsel, right? So those are ways to try to discern what is pleasing to God. That's great. Um, And then, uh, a fifth thing that we wanted to talk about here was making judgments without being judgmental. Oh, that's a tricky one. <laughs> we did a whole episode on this a few years ago with uh, Pastor Buddy. Um, mm-hmm. It says in John 7, 24, do not judge by appearances, but judge with right judgment. So mm-hmm. it's kind of a reminder for us that we we are called to make judgments. That's a part of being mm-hmm. discerning is making judgments. Right. Right. So we should, there's a lot of people and a lot of people who, you know, who would say, oh, it's not right to judge. It's not right to in in saying, well, no, 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 hold on. (laughs) Yeah. We should, you should be judging because you should judge something to to be right or wrong. You should judge something to be wise or unwise. We, you know, we are called to use the brains God gave us. And, and, and as we've already talked about, it's important to be making judgments in this way. It's important to be discerning, but that does not mean that we have to be judgmental, right? It's thinking about the thing. It's not, it's, it's not making a judgment about the, it's not saying, it's not trying to belittle somebody else. It's not putting right. somebody down. Instead, it's saying, I don't think that this thing is a good thing, or I don't think the choices this person is making are wise. That's okay. That's important to be able to have that sort of discernment. Um, but you can do so in a kind and loving way. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. that's absolutely 
That's what we wanted to get out there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. The sixth, the sixth way that we can grow in our discernment is to put things to the test. In Romans 12, 2, we read, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind that by testing, you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. In a lot of ways, this kind of goes back to taking whatever it is that you're, you're considering, taking whatever it is you're trying to figure out and testing it against what we know to be true about either what God has already said clearly one way or the other, or testing it against God's character and the kind of character that we're called to live out. And it's, it's taking that step of sort of reflection before acting, right. Mm -hmm. <laughs> or reflection before speaking is, is asking some questions about, does this align with either the revealed will of God, like do this, don't do this, or does it align with the kind of character that I'm called to? So when you test things, then you can begin to see, oh, this aligns, this does not. Yeah. I think, I think it's, it's so important to not just um, not just assume something, but instead mm -hmm. take the time to test it. So in our first episode on trust, we talked about how sometimes when we, when we um, don't properly decide who or what to trust, we can mm -hmm. find ourselves in a position where that trust is being misused or, or even abused in right. that, in that we are being led down a path by somebody who we thought we could trust. And we've just choose to trust everything that this person or these people are saying, because, well, they were trustworthy. You know, I, I trusted them on this thing, so I should trust them on these other things. And that can just lead to this spiral where you, of, of, um, of being led astray. And so right. what this remind what this passage from Romans is reminding us is, we should be discerning in testing of everything, of, of every decision, every idea, mm -hmm. every every new piece of information. It should go through this filter of discernment, um, especially if 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 the thing is causing is leading you towards an action, right? If it sure. is bringing you into a place of action of doing or of saying, of making mm -hmm. a commitment, of put you know whatever. We should always be discerning. Okay, is this you know, what is the will of God about this? What is good and acceptable and imperfect? And, and I like what you mentioned about testing it against scripture, right? Um, which is, which is always what we should do with discernment. Well, and I think, you know, one of my favorite Proverbs is the one that says, you know, there's a way that seems right to a man, but the end mm -hmm. is death. <laughs> yeah. <know? laughs> but it's sort of one of those mic drop moments, but I think it points to the fact, you know, our culture tells us, well, if it feels right, it must be right. If it seems right to you, it must be right. And so this says, just because it feels right, just because it seems like the right thing to do, that might not be the right thing to do. You might be entirely wrong, but if yeah. that is your, if that's your bar for determining what to do, well, it seemed good to me. Yeah. That, <laughs> that is not the bar. So, um, yeah, put things yeah, to the test. Yeah. So, so far we've, we've talked about fear of the Lord. We've talked about talking with God, seeking wise counsel, do not engage with sin, make judgments without being judgmental, put things to the test. And then the next part we wanted to talk about was testing your own motives in James yeah. 3, 13 through 18. It says, who is wise and understanding among you? 
by his good conduct, let him show his works in the meekness of wisdom. But if you have bitter jealousy and selfish ambition in your hearts, do not boast and be false in the false to the truth. This is not the wisdom that comes down from above, but is earthly, unspiritual, demonic. For where jealousy and selfish ambition exist, there will be disorder in every vile practice. But the wisdom from above is first pure, then peaceable, gentle, open to reason, full of mercy and good fruits, impartial and sincere. And a harvest of righteousness is sown in peace by those who make peace. So what this is getting at is basically when you are, are thinking about being discerning and choosing what to trust, test your motives first. What am I, is there some, is there mm-hmm. something I am trying to get at first? Is there, am I, am mm-hmm. I, am I, mm-hmm. am I biased in this? Is there something yeah. I want to be okay? So I may be kind of, you know, not properly looking at, at things the right way. Yeah. Like I have fogged up glasses a little bit, you know what I mean? Um, so it's just, those are hard questions to ask sometimes they're hard questions, but it, but I I wanted to highlight in that first verse in 13, it talks about the meekness of wisdom, right? Mm -hmm. Anytime that we are seeking wisdom or being discerning, it Mm -hmm. needs to come with meekness. It needs mm-hmm. to come with humility. It needs to be able to ask questions. It needs to not assume that you know what, right. you know, n- know everything, you know, right. and it needs to assume that you don't have an agenda besides bringing glory to God in doing what he has called us to do. Like that's the agenda. And then, and then, okay, let's, let, let's now be discerning, right? Um, is this loving? Is this true? Is this being faithful? Right. Is this noble? Is this honorable? Like, like these are the questions that we then use as the filter as we're being discerning. So anyway. Yeah, no, I love that. I love that. Um, you know, and as I'm looking at all the seven things we've talked about so far, um, you know, you might be thinking, cause I know even as I'm looking at it, it's like, sometimes I'm good at this and sometimes I'm not, you know, <laughs> like yeah. I'm still growing in this. And yet, and that's really the last point on, on this whole section is just the fact that discernment will grow as your love grows. In other words, this is part of sanctification. This is part of growing in our relationship with the Lord. This doesn't, it's not like you wake up one day and you see clearly and you make all the right decisions and the wisdom's fully born in you. It's yeah. like, that's just not how it is. It's something that grows in with time and with, as you grow in your relationship with the Lord, um, Philippians one nine says, and it is my prayer that your love may abound more and more with knowledge and all discernment. So even as Paul is praying for the, the believers at Philippi, he's saying, look, I I'm praying that you will grow in these things that mm-hmm. as you learn to love God more, as you learn to love each other, that these things, including discernment will grow. And so we just have to be patient and give ourselves grace. You know, we're learning. This is something that God is growing in us as we mature in our relationship with him. So we'll get yeah, there, it's a, but it, yeah, it's a process it's something that's, that we can be asking of God, God help mm-hmm. me to grow in discernment. Absolutely. Right? And as you know him better and better, and as mm-hmm. he becomes more and more of your close personal friend, yeah. then you're going to more and more think like him or, mm-hmm. or, 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 
know what he would think about something so that yeah. discernment then is easier right as you get right. to know a friend as as you've been with a friend for for many many years you're more likely to be able to know like what that person mm-hmm. would think about something right you know as right. you've known them and so so it's the same is true with your relationship with Christ the mm-hmm. more that mm-hmm. you you know invest in spend time with him and and know what he mm-hmm. th- thinks which we see in scripture then the easier it will be to be discerning about things. If you say, sure. I, I don't think Jesus would like, you know, kind of, yeah. you know, I don't think that's how he would <laughs> think sure. about something, you know? Yeah. So, <laughs> um, so those were just some kind of points about how to be discerning is just mm-hmm. going back to, to the scripture, looking at what the Bible says about being discerning, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so now we want to shift gears a little bit and talk about growing a trustworthy character. Um, And in the first thing that I wanted to just emphasize in this is just a reminder, we are called to be different. We as Christians, we as followers of Christ um, are called to be different. Mm -hmm. Romans 12, 17 to 18 says, never pay back evil with more evil. Now, again, that was probably controversial at the time because right. people were just like, hey, it's just, you know, it, it was eye for an eye kind of thought right. was they did this to me. I'm going to do this, but, you know, so, but no, Paul's saying never pay back evil with more evil. Do things in such a way that everyone can see you are honorable. Do mm-hmm. all that you can to live in peace with everyone. So mm-hmm. that's that's a character part that will lead to trustworthiness, which we'll talk about in a little bit too. But do do things in a way so that everyone can see that you are honorable. Don't pay back evil with evil. So that's do things different. You are called to be different Absolutely. in the world than than what other people that you know um, of the world may do. You should mm-hmm. be thinking and acting inherently different. Absolutely, and part of the way that that happens is that we have a new nature. You know, the Bible tells us in Colossians 3, 9 to 10, it says, don't lie to each other for you have stripped off your old sinful nature and all its wicked deeds, put on your new nature and be renewed as you learn to know your creator and become like him. So the Bible's really clear that when we become followers of Jesus, He doesn't just make our old nature better. He doesn't, you know, make our bad nature better. He gives us a brand new one that we have a new life in Christ. We have a new nature. And so, you know, that means that we have new power to make new decisions. We have new, we are, we are free from the guilt and the shame of what we did before. And now we are able to, you know, maybe we weren't trustworthy before, but now Mm -hmm. because of our new life in Christ, we can be trustworthy. We can, we can grow in that. And like it says there, put on your new nature, be renewed as you learn to know your creator. So this goes back to what Mm -hmm. Jason was talking about a minute ago. The more we get to know God, the more we spend time with him, the more we, we grow in our relationship with him, we will be renewed and we will learn what it is to live like Jesus. And we will grow in that trustworthy character. Yeah, it's yeah. So, so these first two points are are kind are 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 designed to point us back towards who we are in Christ. That mm-hmm. our trustworthiness comes from who we are in Christ. Mm-hmm. Like that's mm-hmm. the foundation. Like that's what drives us to be able to be trustworthy. 
is first and foremost that we are different, you know, that and we have a new nature. So anyway. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The third point under be, this idea of trustworthy character is just that we're called to be models. Um, you know, the first one was that we're called to be different, but part of being different. So part of being different is showing the world who God is and what he has done in us. But part of it is that we are to live our lives as an example for others. Listen, what it says in Titus two, seven, it says, and you yourself must be an example to them by doing good works of every kind. Let everything you do reflect the integrity and seriousness of your teaching. So Titus is being instructed. He's saying, look, you are the one living among these people. You are the one teaching them. Let your life and the way you live be an example, be a model for the people that you're teaching. You know, Paul said, follow me as I follow Jesus. You're called to, and and that's what we, you know, people aren't watching Jesus walk down the street in 2021. They're seeing us. How do Mm -hmm. we love each other? How do we serve each other? How do we care for one another? And when the world sees how we live, that that's a model and for them to see the example of what God is doing in our lives. And that should be winsome to them. Yes. Totally agree. Um, The next point then on developing a trustworthy character, it says what comes from the heart or I'm sorry, what comes from the mouth comes from the heart. This Mm. is a good reminder for Mm -hmm. us is that, is that we need to be aware and focused and intentional about what is going on inside of us, inside our heart, right? Matthew 15, 18 to 20 says, but the words you speak come from the heart. That's what defiles you for from the heart come evil thoughts, murder, adultery, all sexual immorality, theft, lying, and slander. Mm. These are what defile you. So it's being aware of what is going on inside, right? It's mm-hmm. not just so, mm-hmm. so you can sound trustworthy. You can say things that may make people think you are trustworthy, but if the inside is, 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 is filled with rotten things, then, mm-hmm. then trustworthiness is, is, is not going to, it's not going to genuinely pour out of your mouth, right? It right. could be that's lying. It could be that slander. And so it's focused instead on giving our hearts to God and, and allowing God to make our, our hearts anew so that then we can be genuine with our words coming out of your mouth, that you can be genuinely trustworthy, genuinely mm-hmm honorable, generally faithful, those things. Yeah. We can't muster Um, those on our own. So we need him to. Exactly. Um, A next part that we want to talk about was that sound character leads to, uh, leads to trustworthiness. And we see this as a great example from Daniel. Mm -hmm. It says in Daniel six, four, then the other administrators and high officers began searching for some fault in the way that Daniel was handling a government affairs. Basically they didn't like Daniel. They didn't like that. Daniel kept being trustworthy. They didn't like that. Daniel kept getting these places, you know, these high positions and stuff like that. So they wanted to find things that were wrong with him to be able to point to and say, hi, this mm-hmm. guy's bad. Um, so they were searching <laughs> for some fault in the way that Daniel was handling a government affairs, but they couldn't find anything to criticize or condemn. He was, faithful, always responsible and completely trustworthy. So we can see that, that a being of sound character leads to trustworthiness too, right? If you are faithful, 
if you are responsible, mm-hmm. if people see you in these ways, it be based on their experience with you, based on how you are, how you are acting, how you are, are fulfilling promises, then that leads mm-hmm. to trustworthiness. Um, trustworthiness is inherently being able to do something and, 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 and honor that commitment. It's, mm-hmm. uh, you know, whether it's, it's, um, I have said that I will do this. So, so I do this, or whether it's, I've said, I won't do that. So I don't do that. Or whether it's, I, 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 I put others first and foremost, I, you know, I, I, tr- I am trustworthy. People can, can speak to me and, and know that mm-hmm. I have confidence. People can trust me, ask me to do things and know that it will be done in an honorable way. This is mm-hmm. all part of this character piece of, uh, of trustworthiness. So trustworthiness is not, it's not usually just by itself. It comes, mm-hmm. it comes as a part of being responsible and faithful as we see here from Daniel. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Daniel's always been interesting to me because he was so consistently trustworthy that under three different administrations, because he was, he started in Babylon and then he was under Cyrus in the Persians and then it was under Darius and they all trusted him. They all leaned on him for input. And even when he had to tell them things they didn't want to hear, his trustworthy, consistent character allowed them to hear him even when they didn't, you know, yeah. didn't like what he was saying. So, um, yeah, definitely that sound, consistent character leads to trustworthiness. The next one is that part of being trustworthy is providing safety for, for other people. Um, Proverbs eleven thirteen says a gossip goes around telling secrets, but those who are trustworthy can keep a confidence. Um, this is so important. Just the ability, if somebody tells you something for them to know that you are safe, that you will hear them, that you will love them, but that you will not share what you have, sh- what they have shared with you, that you will keep their confidence, that you will, um, that you will not go and, you know, <laughs> post it or share it or whatever. I mean, that's, that's such a critical part of trustworthiness because there's nothing worse than sharing something in what you believe to be a confidential space and then hearing it repeated back to you or having it come back and bite you some other way. And there's just that sense of betrayal. Mm -hmm. And so, and, and it's, it's just a yucky feeling. So I think that, you know, as we learn to be trustworthy, be somebody who keeps confidences and you don't need to compare and tell stories. You just be a steel trap. It goes in, it never comes out. You know? <laughs> yeah. And it, that's a huge part of, of building relationships, right? Sure. Is a trustworthiness has to be a foundational element of any good a growing relationship, right? Mm-hmm. Is, mm-hmm. is being able to, and it speaks, and it speaks to how you, think about other people too, right? Mm-hmm, is, mm-hmm. you know, this person, I, I, I have their best interests in mind. So I'm going to make sure that I am being honorable of them. Right. Mm-hmm. So I'm not going to go and share their secrets or what they don't, you know, or their thoughts or opinion, you know, uh, um, with other people, um, right. because I value this person. I want to see them, you know, I, I, I see them as upstanding and I want them to be seen as upstanding in the right. community, you know, kind of, so, um, it's, it's wanting to be a, 
it's it at its basic level, it's being a good friend. Right. That's <laughs> right. <laughs> right. It's being a good friend. <laughs> um, one more point that we wanted to talk about, about, about trustworthiness is remember, and this is something we've talked about a ton in this series on trustworthy uh, on trust is it's not about being perfect. Right. You know, it's about being humble. It's about, it's about being willing to ask for forgiveness when we have done wrong or when we have said something wrong or, or you know, or, or maybe we broke somebody's trust is being able to be humble and, you know, and apologize and seek mm-hmm. forgiveness, make amends, restore that trust, work to restore that trust. And it's also about being authentic, right? It, it's being willing to admit the things that you're, you know, aren't, aren't good at that you don't know, you know, it's, it's just being willing to, you know, just say, I'm not perfect. Mm-hmm. Right. Like that's a part of being that, that should be a core tenant of trustworthiness also is, right. is just saying, you know, we have this understanding where I'm going to do my best. Right. right. Um, Ephesians four, two says, always be humble and gentle, be patient with each other, making allowance for each other's faults because of your love. And that's the core of this all is because of your love, right? Mm-hmm. Is, is love is the bedrock. Right. And that trustworthiness sits on. Right. Um, and so it's, that's just, as you are thinking, as we are thinking about how to develop a trustworthy character, mm-hmm. you know, it's important to remember that that needs to start from a place of love needs to start from a place of loving your neighbor as yourself is, is you would want somebody to keep your trust, to be, to, uh, to keep your confidence, to be, you know, of, of sound character, to be faithful and responsible with the things that you ask them to, or engage with them with. You don't want somebody to be lying to you or slandering to you. You want them to be coming from a place in their heart of genuine trust, of genuine sound character and um a godly character you want somebody to you know who who is being called different called to be different everything that we've just talked about Mm -hmm. that's how then we should be too right is 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 do unto others as you would have them do to you trust love others um as you love yourself so it's 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 almost like thinking about being who being the person that you like to be friends with, you know, yeah. <laughs> be the friend you want to have or something like that. <laughs> exactly. And there, so, so trust comes situationally. It's keep, it's keeping that in mind too, mm-hmm. right. That you will be put in situations, whether, whether it's conversations with a friend, whether it's being asked to do something or help with something, being given mm-hmm. a certain responsibility, these are the ways that we build trust. And trust is grown, trust is developed. So it will take time, and that's something that that we are encouraging everyone to think about: just being okay, putting in the effort to mm-hmm. grow a trustworthy character, so that when you are having conversations and you're talking with somebody about things going on in the world and not knowing what to trust or who to trust or whatever it is, is you want people to think of you as somebody that they can come to and 
ask your thoughts about and that you have a relationship or you, where you can approach it humbly and say, well, well, here's, here's what I've been thinking about this. Here's what I've mm-hmm. been discerning in my talking with God, in my seeking wise counsel. He, right. Here's what I have taken and knowing that you can still disagree about, about what to trust, who to trust, whatever it is, but that you are trustworthy enough that you're, it's not going to destroy your relationship. Right. Right. Is that you can hold disagreements in trust. You still can. Right. Right. Because you know, even if we disagree on a particular issue, I can trust that you're talking to God, that you are a person of character, that you are are living the the life that you believe God has called you to. So, and I know that as a friend, you love me and we have this authentic friendship. So when we come down on different sides of an issue, I don't suddenly go to, and you must hate me. And, you know, (laughs) you want the worst for me, you know, to, to run to this other place, but because, because you have a trustworthy character, or because somebody is in relationship with me and I have a trustworthy character. If we come down on different sides of an issue, the issue can be the issue, but our relationship remains intact because of that trustworthy nature of our, of our character. Yeah. I wanted to say this uh, too, about the discernment piece that we were talking about earlier. Mm-hmm. I'm reminded of, of what pastor Tom said when um, we had our conversation with him a couple of weeks ago about, mm-hmm. about idols And, you know, that's a part of of that testing your motives in in putting Mm -hmm. things to the test is asking the question is, am I making an idol out of this? Am I putting this up on a pedestal that doesn't, that it should not be, or doesn't need to be like, is, am I putting something ahead of my charge to love God and to love others? Right. Mm -hmm. Um, so that that's a, a way to be discerning. And then it's also a way to be trustworthy is saying, I am putting these things first. I am anchor. I'm anchoring myself in the things that scripture tells us to be true. And I'm anchoring mm-hmm, myself mm-hmm. in, in the purposes I'm anchoring myself in mm-hmm. loving God in loving others. And so mm-hmm. from there, I, that's, that's a great place to start building a trustworthy character is getting your anchors mm-hmm. set. Right. Um, yeah, I think this series has been really, is, has been really good to talk about. It's something as, as we, as we've mentioned in every other episode, that's just, there's just a lot, a lot of confusion going on in the world right now. Mm-hmm. A lot of, I don't know what mm-hmm. to trust. I don't know who to trust. I thought I could trust this person, but I don't know anymore. You know, all that kind of, so it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's just, we're a lot of people are, are getting blown in the wind. And so right. the encouragement for this series is to just remember to go back and, and set down your anchors, set your mm-hmm. firm roots and then grow to be a person who is discerning and who is, is of trustworthy character so that when you're in relationships, when you are dealing with other people, um, you are coming at it from a Bible-based godly place, right? And knowing that. that it is a work, it is something mm-hmm. that we will continuously, constantly be working on and growing in. So we yep. can thank God for that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> anything else that you wanted to say about trust linda 
I'm just so glad that we've had this conversation. And just as you were, as you were kind of making your, your final remarks there, I was just thinking about if each of us committed to growing in trustworthiness and growing in discernment as, cause that's what we can control, right? I can't control what everybody else is doing, but as I commit myself to these things and to growing in these things and these, and, um, doing these doables that we've been talking about this whole yeah. episode, um, as I do it. And as you do it, as we all do that together, then it will grow trust between us because we're all going to be kind of pursuing Jesus and his way and his word. And so anyway, I just, I'm so glad that we're having these conversations. Thank so. you. Um, all right, friends. Well, that was our series on trust. We will be back again next Tuesday. And, uh, we always look forward to getting to chat with you. We love you guys. And, uh, we will talk to you again next week. If you enjoyed this episode, consider giving us a rating or a review on iTunes. If you do, you'll help other people find us in the future. You can also listen to these episodes on YouTube. Just subscribe to the Saddleback Church YouTube channel for these conversations, plus lots of other video content. And if you are already listening to us on YouTube, subscribe to the Doable Discipleship Podcast on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcasting app so you can listen in the car or wherever else you go. Don't forget to visit saddleback.com slash doable to check out all of our previous episodes and go to saddleback.com slash grow to find spiritual growth resources and view a calendar of upcoming events. Lastly, you can always get in touch with us by emailing maturity at saddleback.com. Send us your thoughts, send us your questions, your Bible questions, your life questions, whatever. Who knows? Your question might just inspire an upcoming episode. Thanks again for tuning in to Doable Discipleship. I'm Jason Whelan, and I hope you'll join us again next week. Music